Welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another word-filled message by David Entry. Preaching is the means by which God manifests his word and nourishes our spirits. May the life of God enter into you and you as you listen to this message. Be blessed. In Acts chapter 19, the Bible says that, and this continued for two years, so that all those who dwell there heard the word of the Lord Jesus Christ. How did they hear it? Because a few people were having teachings and reasoning in the word of God daily for two years. And the impact was on Asia. Everyone who was living in Asia had the word. Why? Because of what was happening in the school of Tyrannus. The teachings, the nature of the exposure to God's word. When people complain about how regularly you are going to church, Satan is using their feelings. You can never see revival without regular church attendance, without regular church activities. I feel sorry for churches that meet once a week. I feel sorry for people in churches that, that abs- being absent from church is not a problem. Listen, it's a problem for what God can do with your life. Being absent from church is a problem for your spiritual effectiveness. So long as what God can do with your life is concerned. You can't see revival without regular meetings. Bible says that they were in the upper room every day. Upper room before the Holy Ghost could come. They had to stay there every day, every day, every day, every day. So the Holy Ghost came unannounced. Came when they didn't know he was coming. He came on the day of Pentecost. It wasn't like they knew that the day is coming. No, they, if he had not come, they would have continued meeting every day and praying and meeting every day and praying. You can't be meeting every day and praying every day and not see God at work in your life. Any group of people who want revival, they should pay the price of a regular meeting. You won't pay a price. That is why coming to church late does not bother you at all. It doesn't bother you. When, when your loved ones are not in church, it doesn't bother you. It doesn't bother you. If church is that good, why don't you get concerned when people you love are absent? If church is that, if you believe church is that good, if you believe church is that necessary, why is it that when you are missing church, it doesn't bother you? You can be absent from church without feeling it. it the truth is that you are very distant from God. You are. At best, you are just religious. Wake up! God does not need you. You certainly do. Wake up. May I say to fathers and mothers, don't feel comfortable when your child is playing down playing church. Don't feel comfortable. It's an emergency prayer. Start praying. Don't become, don't, don't play religion. Just a little bit is enough. Just a little bit enough. In these times, just a little bit is not enough. Don't be dating, dating a man. Don't be dating a man who doesn't have passion for God and for church. And you claim you are so interested in God. And you are so comfortable around people who are not. Can't you tell that you are deceiving yourself? So it's important. It's important we understand. They are trying to make us like everybody. But we have, an, we live, this church exists with an assignment. It's in these last days, Bible says, cause iniquity shall abound. The love of men, Matthew chapter 12, verse 24. Because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall grow, shall wax cold. Matthew 24, 12. The love of many, because iniquity is increasing. So there are people who, talk, who tell you they've been in church a long time enough. Many Christians don't want to stay in sin. 
don't want to stay away from God. But they don't realize that their exposure and association is what is damaging their ability to pursue what is in their hearts. It's your exposure and association. John chapter 20 verse 19 to 22. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst and said unto them, Peace be still. And when he had, he had so said, he shewed unto them his hands and his side. Then were the disciples glad, and they uh, glad when they saw their Lord. Then said Jesus unto them again, Peace be unto you, as my Father has sent me, even so send I you. And when he had, when he had said this, he breathed upon them and said unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. After redemption, after redemption, the most important thing anybody needs is the Holy Spirit. So Mary could not do anything for God so long as her destiny was concerned until the Holy Ghost had come upon her. John the Baptist could not have done his assignment unless until the Holy Spirit came upon him. So the Holy Spirit was on John the Baptist. That's why he could do what he did. Because in Genesis chapter, chapter, chapter 6, somewhere verse 3, the sin of man had become so much and God said, Bible said, God said, I, God repented for making man. And God said that my spirit will no longer strive with man. In other words, stay constantly with man because man has become flesh. The Lord said, my spirit shall not always strive with man for that he also is flesh. So because of flesh, the spirit cannot stay constantly with us. So every now and then in the Old Testament, you see the spirit of God coming upon people because, watch this, there's no way any human being can accomplish anything on earth for God by himself. You don't have what it takes to do God's work. You don't have what it takes to preach, preach for people to save. Preaching is not what changes people. It's the anointed preaching. It says, how shall they call on him? Romans chapter 10, verse 14. How shall they call on him of whom they have not heard? How shall they hear without, if there not be a preacher? How shall they hear, how shall they, no, verse 14 please. How shall they hear without a preacher? Then it says, how shall they preach except they be sent? So it's not every preaching that brings that kind of faith that calls on the name of the Lord that produces salvation. The preaching of the sent one. What does it mean to be sent? Jesus was telling them, go. He says that even as the Father sent me, so send I you. So as the Father sent me, that is how I am also sending you. Then, why did you have to do that? Why did you have to do that? Because... Nobody can be of any relevance to God on earth without the Spirit. Nobody. So, from Genesis, the Spirit of God has left man. He only comes on those he wants to use. 
the spirit only comes on those God wants to use. And in the book of Judges, a very interesting, Judges was loaded with, and the spirit of the Lord came upon him. And the spirit of the Lord, I, what my, the best of my memory, in Judges chapter 3 verse 10, Bible said, and the spirit of the Lord came upon him. In Judges chapter 6 verse 34, and the spirit of the Lord came upon him. Judges chapter 11 verse 29, and the spirit of the Lord came upon him. Judges chapter 13 verse, verse 25, and the spirit of the Lord came upon him. Judges chapter 14 verse 6, and the spirit of the Lord came upon him. Judges chapter 14 verse 19 and the spirit of the Lord came upon him you can see clearly the spirit of the Lord kept coming on people kept coming on people in 2nd Chronicles chapter 20 verse 14 and the spirit of the Lord came upon him and he opened his mouth and prophesied 2nd Chronicles chapter 24 verse 20 and the spirit of the Lord came upon him I like Isaiah Isaiah chapter 11 verse 2 he says that the spirit of the oh Isaiah chapter 11 verse 2 and the spirit of the Lord shall the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him so in Isaiah chapter 16 one verse one he said the spirit of the lord is upon me for he has covered he has anointed me he has anointed me he has anointed me to preach just as a, as a preacher who is sent a preacher who is sent is the one who is preaching with an anointing who is what does it mean to be anointed the spirit of the lord is upon you to influence what you are doing so radical soul winning, radical evangelism, and radically getting people to Jesus, you can't do it because you know how to talk. You can't even do it simply because you know scriptures. You can't do it because you have been praying. You can do it because the Spirit of Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. For he has anointed me to preach the gospel. Sit down, somebody. So we need the spirit of the Lord to be upon us. Listen, brothers and sisters, your spiritual life will not catch. Your spiritual life will not accrue or will not attract any divine reward without the spirit of the Lord working on you to produce the God kind of results. There's a certain God kind of results that attracts heavenly rewards. It's not every action that attracts heavenly reward. Is the action that produces God's agenda. And you can't produce God's agenda by yourself without the Spirit of God being upon you. So Mary, who knew no man, an angel comes to Mary and the angel tells Mary that you are going to conceive. Mary said, what, 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 what? How can I conceive? In, in Matthew chapter 1 verse 18, Bible says that Mary was the, the mother of Jesus and she was betrothed to be engaged. Now she was engaged to Joseph and before they could come together, she was found with child by or of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> she, was, she, was, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Before they could say Jack, Mary said, Holy Ghost has come upon me. She was found with child of the Holy Ghost. How are you going to handle this? This is of the Holy Ghost. This is of the Holy Joseph, you can't, you can't mess up. This is of the Holy Ghost. And before she was found with child of the Holy Ghost, an angel came and told her, Mary, you are going to be pregnant. Mary said, I can't be. He said, you can do it. Mary said, no, you don't know. I'm not that educated. But he said, I'm raising you to the White House. I'm sending. He said, no, but I can't do it. My exposure, my background. He said, don't worry. You don't need a background. You need a Holy Ghost ground. And in, in Luke chapter 1 verse 35, the angel says, the Holy Ghost shall come upon you. I like that. 
I even forgot to tell you about Saul. Saul who was nobody. In 1 Samuel chapter 10 verse 6, when they anointed him, the Holy Ghost came upon Oh, The Holy Ghost came upon Saul for him to be king for God. How about David? 1 Samuel chapter 13 verse 16. Chapter 16 verse 13. Bible says that they poured the oil and the Holy Spirit came upon him. David, David, David did what he did for God. He became so useful in the hands of God because of the Spirit of God that was upon him. If there is something you need, may I submit to you and announce to you, what you need most desperately in your life is not an ability to pray. It's not the ability to remember scriptures. It's not the ability to preach. It's the Holy Spirit coming upon your human vessel. So in second, second Timo, sorry, second Corinthians, in Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7, he said, For we have such treasure in earthen. You are so natural, but there is something amazing. The treasure of God is loaded in your hand so that the excellency of the glory might not be of the, the thing you when you look at the outcome of your life. Now, when I look at what God is doing in Caris. I'll be very stupid to think that it was my Bible school. I'll be very joy to think, you know, I'm very powerful. I'm very good. No. It's the Holy Spirit. This is the working of the Holy Spirit. And there are things that God wants to accomplish in your life. It could even be in business. The Bible says about unbelievers in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 4 that the God of this world has blinded not the eyes. If your eyes are blind, but your mind can see, it's better. When your, your eyes can see, but your, minds are, your mind is blind, people who are coming to help you, you will be fighting them. So God told Paul in Acts chapter 26, verse 18, verse 17, 18, he said, I will deliver you from the people I'm sending you. Why? Because their minds are blind. When people's minds are blind, they will attack things that are meant to help them. But out of their good heart, they will resist what God is doing. Why? It's not because they are bad. Their eyes can see, but their minds are darkened. So God told Paul, I'm sending you to open their eyes. But I have to deliver you from them because the way their minds are, they will attack you. I'm sending you to translate them, to turn them from the power of Satan to God. But they will attack you. I'm sending you to bring them from darkness to light, but they will attack you. So, for you to be able to do what God wants you to do, you need being born again is not enough. Being born again is not enough. Some of you, there is a reason why God hasn't given you a wife or a husband. Yes. Because all you are looking for is a partner. You want a counterpart. Maybe, maybe you got to change your approach. Maybe you have to start thinking about how you can be useful to God. Maybe you have to start developing an interest in being useful and usable to God. That will put you on the fast track of God's favors.
this master key and secret, a lot of people don't know. And I don't blame them. We have all kinds of pastors who think that they think you deserve something, so their prayer will make it happen for you. But some people, the heavens are closed. Because God, God has an agenda with your destiny. And you are like a Yona, moving in the wrong direction. And you manage to secure a pastor or a prophet who tells you that when I pray to help you, don't worry, I'm praying for you. He's lying. It won't work. You should have noticed that the prayers are not working. It's not that the guy is bad. But the heavens are closed. And God said, me, heaven, I'm not opening. It doesn't matter how anyone conjures and cajoles. Jonah, in that direction, I went from Tashish, from Nineveh, going towards Tashish, will never have peace. It doesn't matter which prophet is praying for him. Doesn't matter. The reason why church, you easily get offended in church is because there is something black in your heart. Yes. There is a dark spot in your heart. There's a dark spot. There's a dark spot. And it's beginning to spread. If you don't deal with it, it will spread. And with, with uh, it's a matter of time, we will be gathered and God is moving and you will not be amongst us. Because God told um, uh, Cain, the Cain, for Genesis chapter 4 from verse 7, if you do right, will you not be accepted? And if you do wrong, Satan, sin lies at your door. Sin has been lying there waiting and its desire is to have you. Sin lies at your door. That dark spot in your heart. Be careful what you are, who you are discussing these church matters with that are discouraging you from being more committed. Be careful because there's already a dark spot. Don't forget your background. Don't forget where you are coming from. Don't forget how people are being vandalized by demons. Don't forget your mother's story. Don't forget your father's story. You don't have time to be harboring unnecessary things that will grow the dark spot in your heart. Because sin lies at your door and its desire is to master you. What you need is the Holy Spirit. So, Jesus Christ told them when he resurrected, he breathed on them and he said, as the father sent me, so I sent. How did the father? The father sending him could not be fulfilled without the Holy Ghost coming on him. The usefulness of John the Baptist was because of Jesus' Holy Ghost baptism. That's why John, after Jesus was baptized, didn't Jesus John died? No, but, but, but John, John himself said it. In John chapter 1 verse 31, he said, I don't know him. I knew him not. But that he will be revealed or manifested to Israel. That's why I came baptizing with water. It's in your Bible, 31. He said, me, I don't know him. But that he should be made revealed, manifest to Israel. That's why I come baptizing. So why is John the Baptist baptizing people? Because through the baptism, through that spiritual activity, Jesus Christ, the Holy Ghost, will come upon him. Because Jesus Christ couldn't do his work. Bible says, Acts 10, 38, how God anointed Jesus Christ with the Holy Ghost of Jesus of Nazareth. He would have only been Jesus of Nazareth. Then it would have been easy for Quran to say he's in our Quran. But the Jesus in the Quran is not Jesus of Nazareth. 
It's not the anointed Jesus. The anointed Jesus cannot fit into a Quran. Jesus can't fit into the Quran. But the point I'm making is, he was sent and couldn't do his job without the Holy Spirit coming upon him. The only way he could do the assignment God had given him was when the Holy Ghost had come upon him. He couldn't fulfill it. He couldn't fulfill it. Jesus needed the Holy Spirit. Mary needed the Holy Spirit to conceive Jesus. Jesus needed the Holy Spirit to do his assignment. And so when he was about to send them after resurrection, he said that the main reason why I came to die is to take away sin. That's the main reason why Jesus died. The main reason why Jesus died was to take away sin. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. That is John 1, 29. That is why Jesus died. He died to take away sins. He died to take away sin. Bible says in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7, in whom we have redemption through his blood. Where did the blood come from? The cross. That is why in John chapter 20, what we just read, from verse 19, when he appeared to them, he showed them his hands. It's an evidence that I've shed the blood. I've shed the blood. That, that is why even in resurrection, he still had the marks. It's to show, this is the evidence that I've paid for sin. Now, so the reason why he went on the cross was to shed his blood. By the blood, Bible, Colossians chapter 1, by the, through the blood of his cross. We have our redemption through the blood of his cross. He said, glorify God in your members, for you have been purchased with the precious blood. First Corinthians chapter, chapter 6 verse 20. And so he, he has purchased us with his blood. In Acts chapter, in Acts chapter 20, Verse 28, take heed to yourself and to the, the church, whom the, the, the church of God, whom he purchased with his blood. So he came to pay the blood. The blood was to pay for our sins. He died on the cross so sins can be forgiven. Did you hear that? He died on the cross so sins could be forgiven. But after he had died on the cross, on the cross, that is why in John chapter 19, verse 30, he said, It is finished. Why? Meaning that I have paid the price for sin. There's no problem again. Worthy is the lamb who died, who was slain to redeem us. So he has paid. But after redemption, what's next? So when he resurrected from the dead, now redemption has been carried out. What's next? He comes to the disciples and he shows them that the redemption is accomplished. And after that, he said, peace be upon you. Then he said, as the Father has sent you, as the Father has sent me, so send I you. And then he he breathed on them. Ah. He breathed on them and he said, Receive ye the Holy Spirit. In other words, you can't do the work of God without the Holy Spirit. That is why in Acts chapter 1, verse 4, he said, Tarry ye in Jerusalem until you are endued. In, in, in Luke chapter 24, verse 49, he said, Tarry ye, you shall be endued with power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. In Acts chapter 1, verse 8, you shall receive power. You shall receive power. You shall receive power. When? After the Holy Ghost has come upon you. So in the book of John, 
chapter 16 verse 6 he said I know your heart is sad your heart is filled with sorrow because I told you I'm going away he said because I told you I'm going away sorrow has filled your heart Sorrow, because you don't want to lose me you don't want to lose me you don't want me to go but it's, 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 it's understandable if somebody who is so important to you is leaving. It's understandable that because you, you, you glean or you get your relevance through your association with him. That is why I want to encourage all of you leaders and pastors. Pay the price. Because when carries, the more relevant carries is, the more important you look to your family members, to your children to your spouses and to your to your to the generation so he blew on them and he said receive ye the holy spirit receive ye the holy spirit because jesus said now you are concerned i'm leaving you but legitimately so because you find your relevance in attachment to this great miracle working jesus jesus said because I said I'm going, sorrow has filled your heart. But Jesus said that this one, I'm not just going. He said, he put it this way: it is expedient for you. It is critical for you. It is essential for you that I go. Because it wasn't the going, but he says that this time I is not just been relating with you from outside uh, wherever you go you uh, will, you'll be carrying me on the inside then your relevance is not just based on your connectivity to me but your relevance is now inside you so Jesus said it is expedient for you that me Jesus I go because he said for if I do not go he said for if I go not away the comforter will not come to you because your relevance in the agenda of God has everything to do with the Holy Ghost on your life is the spirit on your life the spirit on your life is what determines your relevance to heaven it's not the fornication you are not fornicating it's not the stealing you are not stealing. It's not the smoking you are not smoking that makes you relevant. You cannot be doing all that and still very useless to God. But when the Spirit comes, I see the Holy Ghost falling upon somebody. I see the Holy Ghost falling upon somebody. I see the Holy Ghost falling upon somebody afresh. I see the Holy Spirit falling upon somebody afresh. In the name of Jesus. So let me let me just run up quickly now. Watch this. Jesus said, You need the Holy Spirit. So he told them, Don't depart. Wait till the Holy Spirit comes. Paul missed some disciples in Acts chapter 19. He said, have you received the Holy Spirit after you've been? After redemption, oneness is the Holy Spirit. Listen, anything any genuine Christian should desire should never be above desiring the Holy Spirit to come upon you. You want to be a good wife? You want to be a good husband? You want to be a good student? You want to be a good employer or employee? You want to be a good father or a mother? You want to be a good preacher? You want to be a good person? Whatever you want to do, 
there's nothing good naturally in you apart from the hand of God coming upon you. He said, the Holy Ghost shall come upon you and the power of the Christ shall come Please, don't attempt to live this Christian life without the Holy Spirit. He says that as many as are led by the Spirit of God. Romans chapter 8 verse 14. And Romans chapter 8 verse 6, he said, The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirits that we are the sons of Verse 15 says, For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Let us never downgrade our pursuit of the spirit. Let us never be tired. If you are seeking the spirit, there are things you have to do. You have to be in active service. You have to walk in consecration. Keep your vessel clean. Because it's not all the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit. The Holy, not the Holy Spirit. There are other spirits. So you can catch a spirit depending on the condition in your life. Because Jesus said in Luke chapter 11, that verse 13, from, from verse 11, if you ask the father, the son asks father fish, he said, how then, verse 13, that if you are able to give your, father, your children good, how much more will your heavenly father not give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? That means that when you ask the Holy Spirit, you get the Holy Spirit because there are other spirits you can receive. That is why in Romans chapter 8, verse 15, he said, we have not received the spirits of a, a bondage. That means you can receive the spirit of bondage. And then our oh, second Peter, right? Chapter 1, verse 7. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but the spirit of power. So you can have this, a, a different spirit. But to have the Holy Spirit, you need to create some holy environment in your life. You need to create a holy. So you need to be in service. You need a consecration. But there's nothing that attracts the Holy Spirit more than a heart of thirst. Yes, I'm hungry. When you desire the Holy Spirit, He actually delights in coming on you. When you desire the Holy Spirit, the, on the last day of the feast, the great day of the feast, John chapter 7, verse 37, Jesus stood with a loud voice and said, If any man thirsts, let him come and drink. It's, you require a thirst. Until you have a thirst, the Spirit really, really cannot really come up. That's why I'm teaching these things, to boost up your thirst for the Holy Spirit. Jesus was able to do all he did because he announced it. He didn't keep it private. The Bible said the Holy Spirit came upon him, and then he also said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me. Church, my brothers and sisters, if there's anything you need to remain relevant in the work of God, is the Holy Spirit. Thank you for listening to this message by David Entry. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can also subscribe to Caris Church on YouTube. Don't forget to share and subscribe to our podcast so you're always up to date. Be blessed.